Hello ladies, if you are fed up, confused as hell, or just over all the drama around weight loss, you are in the right place. My name is Bonnie LaFrac and I am your host here at Unfuck Your Weight Loss, where I help you make weight loss easy, achievable, and even fun. Because what is more fun than becoming exactly who you want to be in the body you want to be in? Let's take the shame and bullshit out of dieting and weight loss and lose the weight for the last time. Ready? Let's go. Hey there, welcome back to Unfuck Your Weight Loss. I'm Bonnie LaFrag. Today we're talking all about fitness, social media, and your weight loss. Well, sort of. I wanted to make a podcast that was titled, How Social Media is Fucking Your Weight Loss. Because I think <laughs> I think there's some truth there. It's very dramatic. I realize it's very clickbaity. But I think there's some truth there. And this is go- I'm going to start the podcast with the sidetrack, right? I'm going to go right to being sidetracked. So here's what happens. You're on Facebook or Instagram. And you're seeing in your feed women who work out. Or you're seeing different kinds of ads. You know, lose weight get shredded, do this plan, this program, blah, blah, blah. Like we're just constantly bombarded with these ideas that fitness is a quick fix and working out is the way to weight loss. And first of all, you don't have to work out to lose weight. You do not. However, It is a very good idea if you are a woman who's in her 40s and 50s and you want to lose weight and keep it off and not be a frail old lady that you start strength training if you are not already and or you become more consistent if you have fallen off with strength training for sure. And so social media can make us feel lots of feelings that I'm too old I will not fit in. I will look stupid. Everybody else is ripped. I I don't even know where to start. It's very easy to become overwhelmed. So here's a little helpful hint from me to you. You can curate your social media feeds. It doesn't mean you have to block all of your friends or you have to unfriend people who tend to post a lot of before and afters or them on stage or them, you know, on the scale or whatever they're doing that is obviously triggering something in you where then you don't start working out and that you are, it's ultimately like, so we could blame social media, but ultimately we do have the ability to not see certain things and to not see certain ads and that we can also decide, hey, I need to stop scrolling because the more I scroll, it's not, I don't feel any better. I could scroll all day and then feel like I'm not enough. I'm not doing enough. I don't have enough muscle or I am not the right body shape or I am too far behind the eight ball. I'll never catch up. Everybody else is better than me, right? That is the that is the social media game if left unchecked. Now, could I just delete social media? Sure. But I talk to my own staff and my own team and I talk to my friends and I connect with all of you on social media. So I want to use it and I want to be responsible for it. 
and responsible to myself and not let it take me off track. So here's the deal. Uh, Social media is helpful, but if you find that you're getting too much in your head and you're not taking actions towards becoming a woman who lifts weights or a woman who is physically fit, then figure out, put a timer on, put some limiters on, right? It might feel like you're being, you know, a parent with the iPad and be like, okay, time is up. But I want to give you some reasons why you should lift weights, okay? Real reasons, and then you can decide what to do with that. But I think in me giving you some real reason to lift, we can overcome anything that we think is outside of us as to why we cannot lift. So first and foremost, weightlifting or strength training is for building muscle. And sometimes you'll hear or see this, you know, sort of talked about as this building lean muscle because in our brains, we think muscle is bulky. It's big, right? I don't want big muscles. And good news, if you are a woman, you're unlikely to get big muscles. You're just not. We're not built the same way as a man. We don't have the same type of muscle fibers, and we also don't have the same amount of testosterone. And um, I'm going to get right into it. One of the things that I think happens on social media, and this is something I would call out, is that we will see photos or before and afters. We will see trainers or just somebody who got themselves in shape and they will post, hey, do my 21-day program and get these arms. Or hey, do my 30-day program and get these legs. Or hey, train with me and you're gonna and you'll be, you know, ripped like me. You'll have a six-pack, an eight-pack. And how that is misleading is because you know what? There are plenty of women who are using performance-enhancing drugs, anabolic steroids, cutting agents. They're, they're using things that are artificially helping them not just build muscle, but also burn fat simultaneously. And so it is changing their bodies more rapidly and in a way that isn't probably achievable for most women. And I want to also point out performance-enhancing drugs are not the same as hormone replacement therapy. Performance-enhancing drugs are at a higher level. They're designed to give you that certain level, that certain aesthetic, what you would see on that female bodybuilding stage in shows, bodybuilding shows that are not natural, that are untested. And I want to put it out there because it's the right thing to do. It's the right thing to tell the truth And it is up to us as the consumer to look at an ad or look at a post or look at somebody and go, okay, is that really true? Is that really realistic that that woman, is she, you know, somebody who is building that muscle naturally? Is she eating a specific way that helps her get lean? And that is a sustainable way that I could do it too. Or is it just fitness people out there, whether they are actually certified trainers or not, or people just selling us a bunch of bullshit. And I think there is a lot of that on social media. So my clients, women in their 40s and 50s, might be considering A, starting strength training if they haven't, or B, getting back to strength training, or C, being just like more serious about it and you know, keeping a training log and just being more consistent overall and having something that 
a program, right, that is moving you through your paces. We're not just going to lift the same five pound weights for the next five years and expect that we're going to build muscle. Also, um, there's, you know, a lot of my clients in their 40s and 50s are going to possibly consider hormone replacement therapy. When you are going through perimenopause or menopause, you might decide, you might go get that, that blood work that shows, hey, your estrogen is down, your progesterone is down, your testosterone is down, your DHE is down, your thyroid hormones, like all of your stuff is down. And if you want to not just lose weight, but feel better, have more energy, feel more like less brain fog, like you can think, like there, there are real reasons to take hormone replacement therapy that are not going to show up in a way where all of a sudden you're jacked or you're ripped, okay? So you should lift weights to build muscle. And number two, preserve muscle because it is easy to burn off muscle. It very, with all of the different quick fix diets, fad diets, I talk to a lot of women who are eating 800 calories a day, 900, maybe 1,000, you're going to burn off muscle. Your body is going to go right to muscle as a fuel source and not have to go into the fat stores. And sometimes, right, we think, well, who cares? (laughs) I weigh less, I'm smaller. But what we're doing is we're actually slowing down our own metabolism. We are smaller. We're just becoming a smaller version of somebody who probably has a higher body fat, body fat composition. So that is not ultimately what you want. And I know sometimes we trade it. We want that short-term gratification and we forego the long-term gratification. Number three, become stronger physically, right? And sometimes we think, why would I want to become stronger? Fit? Like why, right? I, I think partially the way girls and women are socialized. We're not given a lot of messages necessarily like when you're five or six or seven or eight or 12 or 14, like got to get strong, got to be big and strong, right? It's almost like that's saved for boys. But if you think about it, as a woman or as a human being, we want to be physically strong. I want to be able to carry my own suitcase. I want to open a jar of pickles. I want to be able to move furniture. I want to be able to whatever move. I want to be able to do activities and, and forever. Right. So I have to become physically stronger. If I'm not becoming physically stronger, chances are I'm becoming physically weaker, which brings me to number four, becoming emotionally stronger. The art or science or act or the action of actually lifting weights is helpful, right? It's sometimes hard to lift weights. That's why I think they call it lift and weights, right? It's picking up, <laughs> picking up the heavy things and putting them down. I pick them up, I put them down. I try to pick up heavier things and put them down. I try to do it safely. I try to do it um, as often as I can, but not too much, right? So we want to become not just physically stronger, but emotionally stronger by doing something that is a little difficult, that is challenging, that gives our brain something to do other than, you know, dwell or ruminate on other things. And there is something very beneficial, right? Where you tell yourself, you realize, wow, look at me. I'm lifting, you know, I was doing bicep curls with the 15 pound weights. Now I can do 20 pound weights, right? Something very satisfying there. Number five, you can have a more robust metabolism. 
I can't tell you how many women, myself included, probably think, my gosh, right? My metabolism is so slow. It's really slowed down. It's broken. It's not working. It needs to be fixed. What can I do? One of the things you can do is lift weight regularly. And I'm going to get into, I guess, right? What is regularly? Um, here's the thing. It is easy for us to blame perimenopause or menopause or age on a slowing metabolism. But what really is happening is that as we age, a lot of women, if they're not already lifting weights, they're losing muscle mass more quickly. And myself, I will always include myself. I never want this podcast to be like, you're doing it wrong. (laughs) You did all those things. I did them too. Under eating fad diets, quick fix diets, anything where you're trying to lose weight quickly, what's happening is that over time, we are losing muscle mass, and then we are slowing our metabolism down, and then we're going at it again. We just kind of keep going in a cycle where, yes, it can feel like you wake up at 40 or 45 or 50 or what have you and think, my God, what happened? Oh my gosh, what happened? But it's been going on. It just reaches a a critical point. And I do have clients who reach this point at 39. I have clients who reach this at 46. There's there's not one magic number. And it doesn't have to necessarily coincide with, I stopped getting my period and then all all hell broke loose. It's, It's an ongoing process. So my goal for this podcast is to give you a kick in the booty, a kick in the beehive to get back to strength training. And if you're not strength training, to get started. So you can have a metabolism that is favorable to losing body fat and that you don't you don't have to exist on 500 calories a day in order to lose the weight that you want. So I think one of the questions, um, I wonder if I have it. So, yeah, I'll answer it in a moment. I'm like, did I go and answer this at some point? Because sometimes we think, uh-oh, in order to have a robust metabolism, I'm going to have to work out a lot. I'm going to have to work out all the time. I'm going to have to do more and more and more and more and more. And that just gets us in trouble. That is simply not the case. And don't let your mind run away and be overwhelmed and be like, oh, I don't want to listen to this podcast. <laughs> I don't want to hear about how I should do something I'm not doing. Don't let it be that. I, that's certainly not my intention. Again, if you are starting a weight loss journey or recommitting to your weight loss journey or thinking about a weight loss journey, I would start with food. I would. I would definitely start with food. And I don't mean take away all your food. I mean just address the food. Do I have enough protein on board? Because if I am going to build muscle, I actually have to have protein. Otherwise, the protein my body will eat is in the form of the muscles I already have. So I would just make sure like food-wise, how many meals a day am I eating? Do I have enough calories? Do I have enough protein? Do I have enough fiber, right? Am I eating vegetables and fruit? Do I have actual real food on board? That is where I would start because I can't go jump into lifting weights and expect to have this robust metabolism when I don't eat real food or I don't eat enough and I don't have protein on board. Okay, moving right along. Number six, improve body composition. And I think this is what propels people to work out, that gets them to go to the gym in the first place, right, is I want to be rough, buff, and tough. I want to be ripped. I want to be jacked. I want, well, nobody said, I want to be shredded. I want to, I want to have nice arms. I want to have this. I want to have that. And I get it. Me too, me too, me too, for sure. I want the aesthetics of lifting weights. And here's the thing. 
to get the aesthetic of lifting weights, by the way, you do have to have your nutrition dialed in too. You can work out till the cows come home, right? I'm sure you've seen this. If you already work out, you go to a gym. I don't care whose gym it is anywhere in the world. You can go and you can see the same people work out over and over. And if you did not know that they worked out, you would not know they worked out. You would not peg them necessarily for someone. Oh, they must work out because they don't necessarily, they're maybe not necessarily very lean or they don't have any visible muscle. To get visible muscle isn't just lifting weights. It is a combination of lifting weights, right? A combination of progressive overload where we're just not lifting two pound weights, but we are actually forcing our body to be lifting more over time and really dialing in the nutrition piece. You can't have a toned, ripped, shredded body and not have nutrition on board. You can undereat, you can starve for sure. You can, you can do that and you will appear kind of to be shredded. Um, but what's happening is that you are also eating away whatever muscle mass that you have. Okay. <laughs> You're like, ooh, do not eat my muscle mass. Number seven, increase bone density. This is one of those things that we're like, meh, who cares? <laughs> bone density. Isn't that for old ladies? Won't I care when I'm 85? Well, by the time you're 85, it'll be too late. Too late. No bone density for you. The thing about increasing bone density, I know it does not sound sexy uh, because you can't see it. I can't see my bones, hopefully, at any time. They hopefully stay inside my body. Uh, so what do I care? If I can't see it, does it matter? But here's the deal. Our bone density, our bone strength, bone composition, our body's ability to make new bone is happening right now based on what we're doing or not doing. This is, again, just like you don't wake up at 45 and be like, I don't know what happened, but my metabolism's gone, right? I don't know what happened. It's been going on slowly but surely when we aren't that active. We don't take a lot of steps. We don't strength train. We don't eat a lot of protein. We don't have a lot of nutrition on board. It is very possible to have a decrease in bone density. And then for fun, right, when we get into menopause, our hormones uh, start to decline. And with declined estrogen, we are in a situation that we could be losing bone, and once you lose the bone, it's very hard to get it back, okay? So trust me on this one. You, don't, you can't wait till you have poor bone density. Can't wait. You have to start working on it now so that you can stay active, doing the kinds of things, whether that is just going on, you know, those family vacations during the summer and you want to be active with your family, if you want to do something like skiing or road racing or whatever you like to do, you're going to need to be, your body's going to be, have to be able to take the pounding that would come from running or walking or hiking or skiing or skating or what have you. And you can't do it without your bones. Number eight, feel more confident and empowered, right? That feels good. That's a feel good. Um, and it's just ironic, right? Because it's also, you know, kind of overwhelming to think about lifting weights. Like, how would I get to confident and empowered when I feel very not confident and very not empowered? Well, because we do have to, like, start taking the action. And I'll get to that in a moment. But I want to tell you, I've never met a woman um, who has not told me through lifting weights 
and working on their physical fitness or their body composition that they didn't feel right more confident and empowered. Like that is one of the biggest byproducts of taking your health, body composition, physical fitness, wellness seriously, that you will create that for yourself. And it doesn't matter if anybody notices, if people compliment you, if you have all the before and after pictures or not, you will feel better because you're also, right, from you're getting that sort of exercise-induced endorphins, right, the feel-good neurotransmitters from working out. You don't just get them necessarily from running, but every time you work out, every time you lift the weights, every workout that's in the books, you're also giving yourself a little dopamine hit, right? If you look at your calendar and you say, wow, the month of October, I worked out three days a week, every single week. Look at me. I can see it's in my calendar and I put a little check mark next to it. I have workout books. I think I've referenced this before. Um, workout books. They're like those composition books you buy at CVS. They're like a do- they're a dollar on sale, but with inflation, they might be $4. I don't know how much they cost now, but you know what I'm talking about. And I would always have that in my bag when I'd go to work out. And so I literally have some of those workout books from like, I don't know, 2008, 2009. I have a lot of them and I can't bear. I throw out everything, by the way, like everybody else in my house is a hoarder except me. And then when they're not around, I throw everything out, Uh, except I don't throw those out. I can't bear to. I just think they make me feel so good to see, look at all the workouts you did. And I can go back and look. And the workouts aren't special. Some of them are downright, probably a 20-minute workout, nothing nothing great. Some of them are longer. Some of them are more interesting or I have notes in there of whatever was going on. Uh, but that's a big dopamine hit. And so you can feel better from your first workout. You don't have to, it doesn't have to be five years in to be like, I feel more confident and empowered. You can feel more confident and empowered just by doing that first workout, giving yourself the check mark, giving yourself the attaboy or the girl that you did a workout. Number nine, self-sufficiency in everyday activities. Self-sufficiency, right? This kind of goes back to being physically stronger, but you're self-sufficient. I don't need help, you know, climbing up on my couch to change the batteries in my battery powered curtains, shades, whatever they are. That's a real life thing. Um, you just feel more self-sufficient at every, in every way, in every day. You don't need people to carry a box up the stairs for you. You can do it, right? Self-sufficiency. Number 10, disease prevention, right? If you really do look at research on strength training, you will see that strength training, right? Lifting weights, will help lower your blood sugar. If you lower your blood sugar over time, right, you will have lowered A1C, you will have less likely an incidence of diabetes. Probably less likely incidence then, right, if you correlate diabetes to the incidence of stroke and heart attack and and certain cancers, you're seeing that you're setting yourself up for a healthier lifestyle. So why don't, and there's probably a million more reasons to strength train. Uh, You might have other reasons, right, because you know, put out your reasons. I think it's very important for you to know why you'd want to do something. And then, of course, the question is, so why, if there's all this good stuff, right, all these reasons why women should strength train, then why don't they? Why don't they? Why aren't I? Why aren't I strength training? You might even be saying, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. My doctor tells me, I know. Bone density, blah, blah, blah. I know. Um, 
and it's on your list, but you just haven't do, haven't done it. So why? Why women don't strength train? Well, I think first and foremost, you don't, might not know how. I, I think that's valid that you don't know how, especially if you're like me, you're in your 40s and 50s, closing in on 60. Um, you probably weren't brought up in a, in a weight room. That's for a lot of, you know, boys in junior high and high school. They have the guys going in the gym. They do for girls now, but that isn't necessarily where we were at. They didn't put us in the gym and say, hey, here's a barbell. Start, you know, chest pressing. So you might not know, know anything about strength training. And so what can you do? A couple things. There's a thing called YouTube. Now, the problem with YouTube, of course, is that you're by yourself watching a video trying to figure out, okay, right? Like what is the form? There's a lot of different nuances. How do I engage my core? Like there are things that, you know, you can't necessarily get from a video, but it is a good start. You can find a lot of very basic exercises that would probably be okay to execute. You could find your local gym, find your local Y, uh, Planet Fitness. And I get it. You might be in a more remote area, which is why I would suggest YouTube, but it is worth going to your local gym and asking or calling them first and asking, hey, do you offer a free intro or do you offer a discounted personal training package where I could buy three personal training sessions or five or 10 or however many so I could learn some basics. So I could go into the gym and I could start to learn how to use the machines, for example. Then I would start there. I would absolutely start there. If you are working out at home, of course, having machines at home, probably not gonna happen you would get probably some dumbbells, uh, maybe some bands, maybe a kettlebell, and you could start very simply with your YouTube videos. But I understand you might not know how. And like anything else, the way to know how is to get help, is to ask for help, is to, you know, find a professional certified personal trainer or group exercise trainer who could walk you through basic exercises. It doesn't have to be fancy. You don't have to be jumping. You don't, you know, especially if you're like, oh my gosh, I haven't worked out. I don't think you should be doing burpees. I don't think you should be um, doing these, you know, anything plyometrics or jumping onto boxes or doing any of that. I think learning how to squat, learning how to maybe lunge, learning how to do a dumbbell press, whether that is doing it on machines or doing it with free weights, you're probably going to need some help. So get the help right? That's get help. Inside Self-Made, I'll give a little plug for my program. We have lots of, lots of programming for workouts you could do at any gym. We have videos. Um, it is something that we do address, right? I like to think Self-Made is, you know, all things, food, fitness, um, feelings. <laughs> Everybody loves feelings. Um, fucking hormones and future self, right? It's all the pillars that you would expect that you would address at some point or another, for long-term weight loss. So why else don't women work out, lift weights specifically? I think this one is reasonable. Afraid to get big, right? To, afraid to get bulky, afraid to bulk up. Some I've definitely heard from women like, oh my gosh, every time I lift weights, I just get so big. I build muscle so quickly, right? I My pants don't fit automatically. So here's the thing. It's okay to be afraid. It's okay. You might even be afraid that you would get hurt, right? Fear. Fear is what keeps us from doing most things. So some of the fears 
could be real and some of the fears could be not real. So we have to figure out, right, we want to break apart what is true, what are actual facts. So will you get big from lifting weights? And the answer is no. I promise you, unless you're taking anabolic steroids, right? You're not going to get suddenly big from lifting weights. It is impossible, okay? Could you gain weight from lifting weights because you're eating more? Yes, I do see this happen where something does happen where we start bringing on board a lot more exercise and we find ourselves more hungry or we start to tell ourselves, oh, well, you know, I worked out today. I can eat more. I deserve a treat. And we start to actually consume more food. And then, of course, we're going to feel like we're bigger. So there is something to you just want to have awareness around what is actually happening with when you're introducing exercise. OK, afraid to get hurt. Absolutely. This is why I think it's very important to start slow. You don't have to do anything, you know, that is contrary to an injury or something that has been a problem before. I personally, I don't do any kind of workouts where I'm jumping around. It's also because if you think about it, women in their 40s and 50s need to reduce stress. We don't need to add stress. And working out, if you think about it, is a bit of a stressor. We're stressing our muscles so that they will break down, the fibers will break down and then come back together with more right? That's how muscles are actually made. And we don't need to stress ourselves out by doing high intensity workouts, you know, uh, a million burpees in a minute and doing all of these things where I'm not only trying to lift weights, but now I'm trying to go extra fast or I'm trying to do everything for time. I don't have to do that. So it is okay to have a little bit of fear on board, but I just want to tell you if your fear is that you will get too big, you will not. Okay. When you see women posting photos and you can see their muscles, i.e. like bikini competitors or figure fit body, body, a lot of that, here's what you need to know. One, they've been lifting weights for probably a long time over, you know, and many hours out of the week. And also they're following a very strict diet that has them dropping as much body fat as possible so that they're, they look very muscular. And if you saw them in person, especially with clothes on, you would never know. But it is the combination of not just strength training, but also a very regimented kind of diet where you're trying to drop a lot of body fat so that you can actually see the muscles. So that's where I think also social media plays in that sometimes we'll see a photo and be like, oh, and I remember because I was a bodybuilder and I had people tell me, well, I don't want to be big like you. And I distinctly remember this. It was a personal training client. And I kind of was like, oh, interesting. I grabbed her hand and I said, okay, come here. Let's go stand in front of the mirror. I said, who's bigger, me or you? And she was like, I am. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you are. And we're, strength, we're not strength training so that you, I'm not asking you to get like me. I'm not, tr I'm not strength training you so that you will have visible muscle unless that's what you want. But I am strength training you, right, because you asked for it and that you also wanted to be healthier, stronger, and probably did want some level of body composition change, right? So don't let social media get in your head about, ooh, I don't like that. And it is okay to not like it. It's totally okay. It's not necessarily for everyone. 
I would say out of, you know, a thousand women that I might know or talk to, you know, probably less than 10 want to go that route. It is totally okay. Just from strength training, you will not get ripped. You won't or shredded or jacked. You just will not. Okay. If you want that, I have a separate program for that. I'm actually going to do a whole nother podcast just for women who get on stage, but that is not this podcast. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Um, why else don't women strength train? Well, I think what happens with our want of weight loss is that we get very hyper-focused on burning calories. You have maybe the iWatch or a Fitbit or you're watching the, the calorie count on your treadmill and you're just watching calories. And you think, well, I burn a lot more calories if I walk for an hour or run for an hour or row or elliptical or do all these things. My cardio exercise is telling me I'm burning more calories than when I strength train. And this is true. 45 minutes of me strength training is probably like less than 200 calories easily, 150 calories or something like that, um, based on my watch. And when I do a walk or I use my rebounder or something like that, it's going to be higher. So yes, from a calorie perspective, you might see a higher calorie count coming from the cardiovascular workout. But in the end, when you do strength train, you are building muscle and you are lowering your blood sugar and you are, you're kind of putting a workout in the workout bank. You're put, you're playing the long game for burning calories because the more strength training I do, the more muscle I build or the more muscle I preserve, then I am increasing my metabolism. I'm going to be able to burn more body fat in the long run instead of thinking about the short-term calorie burn from a cardio workout. So that's a little bit of a mindset shift that we have to move away sometimes from like, well, which ex which workout's going to burn more calories? And that's why a lot of people, a lot of women will say, oh, well, I'm jogging or I'm running or I'm trying to sprint or I'm trying to walk, run my walk because it'll burn more calories and possibly, but you will probably have a better outcome, meaning you'll burn more fat and keep more muscle and have a better metabolism when you walk and not jog right? When you don't stress your body out in that way. Number four, why don't women lift weights? Um, in a nutshell, because it's not a quick fix. It's the long game. It, the, the really long game. Now that here's the good news. If you're brand new to lifting weights or you haven't lifted weights in a long time, you will actually see results faster than someone who lifts all the time. It's something referred to as training age. So the more years you have in the gym, you have a higher training age. If you have less hours, right, less time in the gym, you have a lower training age. You're younger. And because your body has not adapted to the consistent strength training, it's going to, you're going to probably see results fairly quick. You could see results in three or four weeks. And I don't mean drastic results like, oh, I lost 30 pounds and 16 inches off my body. But you could start to be like, oh, is that my bicep? Oh, is that my, you know, do I have a two pack of abs? Yeah, you might start to see that. And I think that's fun because that makes us more motivated to keep going. But after a while, after three months or six months or five years or however long, you're not going to get those quick results. You won't. And 
you also have to make sure, because it's the long game, that you are constantly progressing. And I don't mean every workout. You'll get to a point where you just, I'm not going to be able to do a bicep curl over a certain amount. I'm not going to get to 60 pound dumbbells (laughs) ever for a bicep curl. I'm just not, unless I start doing anabolic steroids. So there will be like some limits that you'll reach and that's okay. You could change things up. You could do more reps. You could do more sets. You could do more days of the same. You could, there's a million different ways that you could do some program changes in order to keep progressing. But especially when you're just getting started, we are trying to be like, okay, those five pound weights that you've been using for a couple weeks, would you like to try the seven and a half pound weights? We don't have to always be pushing more weight and we definitely don't always need to change our workout. I think that's a mistake that a lot of people and women will make is I need a new workout. I need to change my workout. It's like, no, not really. You don't need to change it every four weeks. And if you do change it, it's probably going to change one thing, maybe one exercise or the exercise order, but I wouldn't change everything all at once. Okay, that's that whole idea of muscle confusion. It's like not the best way to get those results. And I think you end up you're going to spend more time in the gym trying to adjust to a new workout. And where's this machine? And what am I doing? Just focus on the simple stuff. A lot of people who do strength training regularly probably do the same type of workout all the time. They do the squats. They do the deadlifts. They do the lunges. They do a chest press. They do a row and they do some shoulder presses. Uh, I mean, that's basically a push-pull kind of workout. And you'll get to that place when it's so simple. It's just like drinking water, tying a shoe, learning, you know, driving the car is not like, okay, I got to check the owner's manual or I I have to figure out how to put the car and drive. It's like, this is just who I am. But it is the long game. It's not meant for, I'm going to lift weights for three months and I'm going to get to where I want to go. Um, number five, why else might women not work out, might not strength train, might not make this part of their routine? Well, very simply, there is a part of our brain that is going to, to tell us you don't have enough time. There's no time for this because in order for the workout to be effective or for this to be worth doing, you need to work out for an hour. I talk to a lot of women who are convinced that the only good workout is one that is an hour. Anything that's less than an hour is not right, is not good, is not worth doing. And that is not true at all. Most women who aren't getting on stage, who want to have a good metabolism, build muscle, keep muscle, burn, you know, use body fat for energy fuel, uh, energy sources, probably can lift two or three times a week for 30 minutes. You don't need to lift for an hour. You absolutely do not. Maybe you want to, and sometimes that's okay too. You might have three days in the gym and one of them's an hour and the other one's 40 minutes and one's 20 minutes. That's totally fine. You do have to obviously coach yourself through that, right? It is breaking down the beliefs, shifting your belief, thinking the only way to get results from my workout, if it's, it has to be an hour. And that is not true. I guarantee you. In fact, especially for women in their forties and fifties who are experiencing what they think, right? Is some type of metabolic issue where you're in perimenopause or menopause, or you think, you know, your thyroid isn't 
working right, you're not sleeping well, you have a lot of symptoms, let me tell you, you are way better off strength training for 20 or 30 minutes than trying to push yourself to an hour. That's why a lot of people do get injured or they do get burnt out or they don't see any results at all is because we're putting too much stress on our bodies. Number six, intimidation. They find the gym intimidating. This is very common, right? If you've never been to a gym, that seems like, what what will I find there? Or if you've ever walked into the gym, it can be intimidating. 90% of the time, 90%, when I go to the gym, and it does matter what time I go to the gym, I'm usually there with guys. Um, And and my gym actually has two sides to it. Um, One side is definitely a lot more barbells and um, squat racks and where I would say many more men are. And then the other side has free weights and the machines and some cardio and stuff. Um, Certain times of day, I am with men. A lot of times I'm with young men. (laughs) I'm with like high schoolers and college kids. Again, it's time of day. Uh, When I'm going to find more women seems to be around like 9 a.m. Like I think the women who drop their kids off at school. So it's okay to be intimidated, right? It's just normal. It's, it's your brain is trying to protect you. Your brain's like, you're not, (laughs) you're not in Kansas anymore, right? Like where are you? Who are you? It'll, you don't belong here. You don't know what you're doing. Everyone will look at you. They'll think you're stupid or silly, blah, blah. Like, honestly, they don't care what you're doing at all. Nobody cares. Nobody's looking at you. Nobody's watching you. I mean, they might be looking at you to be like, hey, lady, are you using that bench? <laughs> hey, lady, are you done, done with those dumbbells? But honestly, nobody cares. Nobody, I've been in gyms for I don't know, 20 some odd years, nobody cares. And here's what you could do. You could ask the the gym, right? You could call and say, hey, when is the least busy time at your gym? You could enlist a friend to go with you or uh, someone from your family, a spouse to go with you, meet you at the gym. You could take classes at the gym, right? So you're introducing yourself and your body to working out. If they have like a strength training class, for example, Or if they don't, right, just start taking whatever aerobics or dance class and then move into the strength training classes, right? That's how we sort of get ourselves familiar with the gym and feel more comfortable at the gym and be like, okay, this is a place I belong. But then I need to get out on the gym floor, okay? And I can have my notes. I can have my training notebook. I can have my pink water bottle. I can have whatever the fuck I want. Um, Eventually, you will not be intimidated. I promise you. At first, you might be, and that's okay, but you were probably intimidated when you got off the ski lift at the top of the mountain. You probably were intimidated your first driving lesson. You were probably intimidated doing anything for the first or second time. That is totally normal. Don't let it stop you. Number seven, it's easy to get overwhelmed at the gym and on social media. I just tied those two together. It's easy to get overwhelmed. Like we kind of think, uh, I need to do more. I'm not doing it right. I don't, I'm seeing too much. There's too many choices. I, I don't know. Should I do this machine or that machine or this weight or that? Yeah, yeah. It's very easy. It's just easy to be overwhelmed. Our brain is going to go to overwhelm, left unchecked. But here's the deal. You get to decide what you do with social media. You get to decide what you look at, what you see, what you subscribe to, what you follow. It's totally up to you. Nobody is making you consume anything. Maybe there is a reason that you're seeing some of these photos or videos or reels. 
Maybe they are inspirational to you. Maybe you are getting ideas, but if it's just getting in your head and keeping you stuck, then it's time to, you know, cultivate and curate what you want to see on social media. Same thing at the gym. If every time you go, it's taking you, it's taking you an hour because you don't know what you're doing or you can't figure it out or you're walking around or you're like, I don't, then go in with a plan, right? Go in with like, I'm just going to do these three exercises, literally just three or these four. I'm going to rotate between these four. It's going to happen, right? That uh, you could travel. You could be using a hotel gym and you walk in and you're like, I don't know where anything is. I walk into gyms all the time where I'm like, I have to go walk around and look at the machine to be like, is this a, what is this? Is this a leg press? Is this a hack squat? I don't know. Like, it's not my gym. I don't know what this is. I need to go read the description. It's normal. You're not alone. Okay. You're not. And, uh, what is this last thing I wrote for myself? I have notes. Um, of course, why women wouldn't go to the gym and start lifting weights? Well, we're afraid to get hurt and we're afraid to look dumb. <laughs> I probably already covered that. But here's the thing. You know how you will get hurt and look dumb when, you know, you're an 85-year-old woman who can't even get herself off the toilet. That's how we get hurt when we can't perform regular daily activities because we did not take care of our body while we have it. And strength training is a great self-care. It is, I want to say, time, energy, money, well invested. It's not superfluous or um, like special. You don't have to be a special person to go work out. If it is, and I get it, you might have never done any type of strength training. So this is going to be a, um, a bigger hill to climb. But if you want to lose weight and you want to keep it off forever, this is a great avenue. It's the long game. I'm not promising you, hey, you're going to lose, right? You're not going to lose tons of weight just from working out. But it is a great partner to eating food that serves your nutritional needs, that serves your goals. Eating real food, eating protein, eating vegetables, eating carbohydrates, eating healthy fats, eating all the foods, right? Not not just eating protein or not just eating vegetables, but eating something from all of the food groups because, you know, I get it. People are afraid of carbohydrates or isn't it a problem if I have too much protein? But strength training is a, is a great partner to your food program. If you do not have something already done up for food, I would start there and then bring in the strength training. All right. I think that's it. I hope you have a great week. If you got something from this podcast, let me know. What did you get? Right? I'm all about taking action um, rather than getting sort of like uh, stuck in the sauce, right? Like, thinking about how I feel about it or what's in my way, I'm like, okay, what could I take action on? So maybe for you, it's just scheduling the workouts, putting them into your daily calendar, your planner, planning for you first, and then planning the rest of your day around your workouts. Because I get it, you're busy. You have a job, you have a family, you have a house, you have PTO, you have kids sports, you got a million things going on. But no matter how busy you are, you can fit in strength training. It doesn't have to be super time consuming, but it is going to have a great payoff to you. So find something you can take action on, 
any small little thing. Maybe buy yourself a new set of dumbbells. Let me know what works for you. I'm on Facebook, Bonnie.Lafrac. I am on Instagram at Bonnie Lafrac. If you're not already part of my free group, it is in it's on Facebook. It is food, fitness, and fat loss for women over 40. So find me over there and I look forward to connecting with you soon. Have a great day. Thank you so much for tuning in to Unfuck Your Weight Loss. The next step, of course, is to take action on something we discussed because implementation beats information all day long. If you enjoyed this podcast, thank you for being here and please leave a review wherever you tune in for all of your podcasts. Please be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Looking forward to dropping all the F-bombs with you next week. Have a good one. Hey there, if you like what you've been hearing and you're ready to take a practical approach to long-term weight loss, why not book a free strategy call with me? We can discuss where you are now, your goals, ultimately how you want to look and feel in your body and in your life. And of course, it's going to be lots of fun. It's you, it's me, it's us together. All right, you know what to do.